Hi, everyone, and welcome to this Cisco Security Podcast. Thank you for listening. The topic of this first podcast out of two is how new research and innovations can improve our cybersecurity in many different areas. My name is Christian Heinel, and I'm the technical leader for Cisco Cybersecurity in Northern Europe. I'm very excited today to have here with me Petr Senehoski, an expert in cybersecurity from our Advanced Threat Solutions. Hello, everyone. I'm Petr Senehoski, and I focus on machine learning in cybersecurity, and I'm associated with Cisco Research. I'd be happy to give you a peek preview into some of the trends and latest innovations. All right, Petra. Well, let me start by introducing the Cisco Annual Cybersecurity Report for 2018. So this is a study that we conduct every year and have for the last 11 years. The report holds a lot of insights into last year's findings within the overall cybersecurity landscape, but Petra, it also gives us a perspective on emerging trends and some future innovations. Yeah, uh, as we go through the annual report's findings, we're going to deep dive into a couple of topics. We're going to talk about this eminent challenge that all organizations out there have to deal with. They all see a ton of security alerts on daily basis. The question is, how do you make sense of all these alerts? How do you prioritize and can artificial intelligence and or machine learning possibly help you out? We're going to look into the degree to which organizations leverage automation, artificial intelligence, and machine learning in cybersecurity today. Yeah, okay. Well, so, so let's start with the summary uh, from the annual security report. Uh, you just touched on the topic of too many alerts in, in organizations' security operations. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about the statistics for the North region in Europe, which is all Scandinavian countries. It also includes Benelux and the Baltic um, countries. What characterizes this region is that it has one of the world's highest level of maturity when it comes to adopting new security technology and processes that go along with them. So what the report actually states in terms of security alerts that an organization need to deal with um, is exactly that 53% of companies in the region see more than 10,000 security alerts every day. And, and also 30% of the organizations that we surveyed, they even have more than 100,000 alerts every day, Petra. Wow, Christian, tens of thousands or even hundreds, hundreds of thousands is an enorm enormous amount, but it's unfortunately a reality for many organizations out there. What you do in terms of dealing with all these alerts is you need to prioritize your way through them. There is a simple concept. For any of your alerts, you should have a notion of confidence on one hand uh, that a particular alert uh, uh, has and then an impact on the other hand it would have on your organization if it truly happens. Just to give you an example, if you're dealing with a possible ongoing data exfiltration, because it is possibly very high impact, then even though it was maybe only 70% confidence finding, it would still be worth it for you to deal with it. If you have both confidence and impact levels across your findings, you can then draw a chart and split it into four quadrants. All the alerts that are high impact and at the same time high confidence, in other words, you are very certain about what it is, and yes, it is bad, you'll want to split it into your remediation workflow. 
that you will also try to automate as much as possible. The automation would typically involve the network policy engine such as the ICE, the Identity Services Engine, that would be able to perform a TCNAC, the Threat-Centric Network Access Control, and quarantine infected devices, or you would have you know, malicious communications blocked, etc. You'd need strong detection and analytics capabilities, though, for this process to even start. So the other part of the workflow is then um, uh, the one that's related to high impact, but only medium to high confidence findings, which I call the investigative workflow. This is specifically where you will want your experts uh, and expert analysts to get involved. Those cases will require the human touch, but there should be only very, very few of these. Mm, okay. Yeah, you, you, you talked about the remediation um, uh, workflow. You know, you want to, to strive uh, for automating uh, that part uh, specifically. Is this something that, that will require net new technology, you know, new, new, you know buy, buy new things or look at new innovations? Or is this something that, that organizations um, have, a, have already available today? We as a group at Cisco have been on this things uh, since 2009. The original research in automated detection technologies actually goes back to 2006. The good part is that uh, for very crisp detection and novel threats, you can leverage a lot of your existing infrastructure to sense what's going on in the environment through network telemetry and layers of carefully designed machine learning. With uh, Cisco Cognitive Threat Analytics that integrates across the wider architecture to our ThreatGrid Sandbox, to our AMP Advanced Malware Protection for Endpoint Solution, to our web proxies and third-party proxies, and finally to StealthWatch for network monitoring. Uh, you know, the resulting detection can then feed into ICE, the Identity en uh, Services Engine, uh, through standards-based Stixtaxi APIs for the alarms that represent low-hanging fruit from the incident response perspective, you want to strive for, strive for automation wherever possible. It is not possible everywhere, but you should make deliberate changes in your architecture and infrastructure to allow for automation. Okay, so it looks like something that, at least part of it, is already available today. So I think we should look at that uh, a little bit later. But if we look at the North region, I think, you know, there, there are very, very few very large enterprises, kind of, you know, when we compare, for instance, to, to Northern America. But we have many uh, medium-sized organizations. And, you know, when I talk to them, they might only have a couple of analysts uh, in their SOC. And sometimes, sometimes they don't even have a SOC. What do we do with that? Uh, if you don't have a SOC, uh, the more you need to look for automation and technologies that will address your security needs without any human intervention you know, starting from the network, the perimeter endpoint to the cloud. If you have a large enterprise, if you are a large enterprise, then you need to have a, a, a SOC and, and your, uh, you know, need uh, for automation uh, is going to be even larger because then there are so many uh, alarms that you need to, to deal with, right? Any large enterprise uh, as such will then require automation. It's just inevitable. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I guess also, you know, if you're if you're very large, you're probably more prone to to most of the, the really targeted uh, attacks, right? So 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 when that when that notion becomes inevitable, analytics and automation, and I look back at the report I have here in front of me, it seems that also uh, Northern Europe, the Northern region, is already adopting these kinds of technologies. I can read that specifically, almost thirty percent of the organization we surveyed in the northern region are completely already reliant on automation, uh, 
uh, or artificial intelligence or machine learning. When, when you compare that to other mature markets, we would also see adoption rates just above 30% for these automation technologies. Uh, so, 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 so these these numbers really reflect reflect the adoption. Uh, Petra, can, can you please give us a brief definition of these three different terms, so that everybody on this podcast may, maybe understands if there are any differences mm-hmm. between them? You're right. Sometimes people tend to confuse these terms or use them interchangeably. Uh, so let me introduce how they relate to each other. I'd start from the most generic term, and that is automation. This generally means any technique or or algorithm that is going to automate any manual process otherwise executed by humans in order to augment uh, or replace the the manual activity altogether. Within that, you have then the entire domain of artificial intelligence that covers all of the computational techniques that are aiming to implement cognitive capabilities, replicating human decision-making within computers. And then within that, there is a specific subdomain, nested subdomain uh, of machine learning that then focuses on algorithms that will derive knowledge from observing vast amounts of data. So machine learning, being the most specific of these three terms, has to do with processing large volumes of data and extracting knowledge and um, you know, developing predictive capability out of it. All right. Okay. Uh, great. Thank you for, for explaining or establishing uh, these, I think, maybe a little bit advanced or complex uh, terms for somebody like me. But so, so when you bridge those terms to security operations and the challenges with, with a lot of alerts that we discussed earlier, how do you, how do you actually become more effective in, in your ops, like in threat detection and your response processes when you use and adopt these technologies? For example, if you have a security operations um, person pick up an alert, uh, that person um, will need to do a fair amount of copy-pasting and searching in various tools to just verify and contextualize the meaning and the impact of the alert. You will see that organizations move towards simplifying, streamlining, and, and just automating, you know, whichever term you like to use, all of these manual steps and, and they will even just start by simply scripting them, scripting these steps, so you don't need to do the copy-pasting. You know, and then the next layer is for all of the tools that organizations use to become more intelligent, uh, more intelligent to, to immediately present any alerts within the right context already so that you do not need to uh, do the unnecessary clicking and, and copy-pasting. But most of all, you need tools that will tune themselves to your environment very, very closely so that any alerts presented are relevant to your unique environment. And that is what requires very careful and rigorous implementation of a variety of techniques from artificial intelligence to machine learning, or I'd say machine cognition, uh, a, a term that then sits between AI and ML. Okay, okay, interesting. So, so yeah, automation and, and not just doing copy and pasting. Sounds like the way to go. So, Petra, uh, I also know you and the research teams and, and the groups uh, have been working in this field uh, for, for, for more than 10 years. Uh, maybe you could share with, with me and the listeners some experiences of what organizations uh, should be aware of when they want to, to move towards automation and, and want to automate their operations with artificial intelligence or machine cognition and and such. Absolutely. Uh, A few more aspects uh, come to mind. 
it is not so easy to just buy a product that uses the term AI and ML. Don't fall just for the marketing. Uh, there is more to it. For any of your tools employing AI or ML, it is critically important that you understand some of the key questions. There are two general branches of machine learning. One where you use labeled data samples to train your algorithms from, which is called supervised learning. And another where you observe data without any labels and try to learn generic patterns and characteristics, which is then called unsupervised learning. So for any of your tools using aspects of supervised machine learning, you want to know the principles of the learning process as the training data and their selection may introduce biases that might impact applicability of the trained algorithms within your environment. Okay, I, I think I understand that. Uh, could you give could you give an an example of of how something might might be biased or or, or not be as effective? Yeah, yeah. For instance, if you train a detector to discover a particular uh, malware Trojan horse family, for instance. And only use that, um, uh, you know, data that characterizes that behavior for the training. You are susceptible uh, uh, to missing out on another malware variant. There's this brings me to another key aspect. You know, tuning the right uh, AI ML architecture is more of an art, really. Uh, you need to strike the right balance between your supervised and unsupervised methods so that you can cover an entire spectrum of possible threats. You know, from scaling up the detection of all the known threats to uh, covering the known unknowns and all the way to discovering net new findings, so what you call the unknown unknowns. Yeah, I guess that's, that's what everybody would like to, to cover, right? The unknown unknowns. Okay, well, thank you so much, Petra, for, um, uh, for, for discussing this um, with me. So during this podcast, um, I think we have established the basic knowledge that many uh, companies out there are already using automation as a part of their operations. So we saw that, that 30% or even more are completely reliant uh, on, on the technologies we discussed. And it's also, you know, it, because it's, it's, like you'd said, it's becoming an absolute necessity um, given the sheer volume of alerts that they otherwise need to deal with uh, manually on a daily basis. So Pedro, thank you very much. Uh, it has been a pleasure talking to you and getting the insights into understanding these different terms and, and techniques. And uh, I would like to invite you for our next podcast, um, where I think we, we will be going uh, deeper into automation analytics and also look at the report and discuss some of the emerging key trends like, um, like the use of encryption uh, globally, uh, the uh, IoT device explosion, what we do with asset discovery, and then also I think we should discuss a little bit about uh, the buzzword of crypto mining or cryptocurrencies and how we can detect uh, some of maybe some emerging threats around that and, and tie that into how artificial intelligence and machine learning can assist us um, with the challenges that these topics rise. So everybody, uh, thank you for listening uh, into this Cisco Security Podcast. And I hope you'll join us for, uh, for part two. And um, if you're interested in learning more about the latest trends, um, feel free to download your copy of the annual cybersecurity report by going to www.cisco.com go slash ACR2018. And also, if you'd like to, to, to hear a little bit more about our research, uh, go to our Cisco security blog page at uh, blogs.cisco.com security. Thank you very much.